I'm Lauren Stiving, and welcome to this episode of the Career Success Podcast. Today, we'll be joined by Taryn Estevez. Taryn has 17 years of experience in brand management and digital marketing, empowered by a solid experience in trade marketing and business development for both the FMCG and toys industry. She started her career with P&G in Mexico, but decided to make a move to Mattel in 2003, where she has led marketing roles across Europe, Middle East, and Africa. She's currently the Marketing and Brand Activation Director for CEE at Mattel. Welcome, Taryn. Hi, Lauren. Thank you for having me. A pleasure to participate today. Yes, thanks for joining us. So, yeah, I know that you've been working at Mattel since 2003. Um, how have you seen the company evolve and where do you see the toy and entertainment industry moving to in the future? Right. Well, so far I have gone through different chapters of the company during the last decade, I would say. And this is a response of the natural evolution of what happens in retail almost every seven years and the macro trends. But definitely the evolution that excites me today the most is the deep transformation that, that's taking place now. I guess that the future is already here and we have been living a profound level of change in technology that is reshaping how we connect, how we build the communities, how we learn, how we work, and of course, how we play. Mm -hmm. And uh, for the businesses, uh, I believe that technology is um, a driving transformation that represents both opportunity and risks, depending on the lens that you use. So we have seen that industries are being disrupted with all of these new models that are breaking boundaries. And I think that everybody knows that Facebook, as of today, is the most valuable content company, but they don't create content. Or just a few months ago, Uber was the fastest growing transportation company, and they don't even own vehicles. So the big question is, under all of what's going on, what is going to happen to play in these circumstances? Mm -hmm. And um, what what I believe is that definitely the traditional market leaders across many categories are finding their businesses completely bypassed by the new models. And as we are looking to the future, there are certain trends, especially three trends, that are going to challenge every element on how we do business today. The first one that, that we have identified that's going to change everything is that we live in a mobile-first world and digitally connected. In this, in this world, at the same time, we know based on some research that moms are still highly valuing traditional toy play, but their kids are influenced by all the screens. And, and this, is, this is very important because as of today, more than 80% of our core target, which are kids between three and five, own mm -hmm. a tablet. Okay. And, and we know that these, these kids are growing up in a digital-centric world and, and they are responsive uh, to certain digital experiences. So what does this mean? The lines between toys, entertainment, and technology are blurring. The age where toys are preferred to are getting younger. So on top of this digital transformation, shopping is totally changing. We know that over the last five years in the U.S., but also in the mature markets in Europe, that retail sales through brick and mortar have stagnated, while e-commerce have more than double. And mm -hmm. this is not just purchases, as, as far as we know. Consumers across the world, and, and I do it, and I'm sure that you do it, uh, we, we do research before we do our purchases. So online versus physical stores uh, are, are, are having a very big disruption. What does this mean that winning before the physical store is now more important than ever and whether it's digital or the traditional models uh, the companies that we see are winning 
are also centered on a deep purpose. So what okay. we will see more in entertainment and toys is that we are going to go through more of this path of, of, of purposeful brands. And uh, the objective is to create brand passion and, and connection through consumers. Purpose and experiences will become more than ever important. Uh, as, as a matter of fact, the, the millennial parents are increasing and, and these will be part of the point of differentiation. And have you seen, I've also read in various different articles and heard in forums about personalization. Do you also see that as a growing trend? Yes, we see that as a growing trend and actually going into more the digital environments and platform, this is going to be very easy to provide as an experience. But again, I guess that um, the most important thing will be how to really understand who your consumer is, getting mm -hmm. all the information and data, understand what are those moments that are pivotal and critical for their everyday life and use that uh, in benefit of, of the brand or to engage. Okay. Well, um, thank you for, for that insight. As well, I'd like to shift a bit uh, over to kind of talent and talent management and, and where we see that going in the future as well. I know that AI or artificial intelligence is a hot topic now. Um, how do you see human talent and robot talent working together in the future? Great, great question. Indeed, this is a very hot topic. And, and I guess that everybody, especially our generation, has has seen that we're coming from a place where, where the robots were making cars, unloading mm -hmm. ships, assembling products. But nowadays, the, the robots and artificial intelligence are progressing and they're tasked less and less with physical labor and more with human knowledge work. Mm -hmm. and, and this has opened different discussions and challenges within the company. So I, I guess that many of the Many of the companies also believe that technology will, will cause job losses over the next five years. But I, I tend to disagree a little bit with that. My belief is that there are skills that can be replicated by a machine, uh, qualities, for instance, that stimulates innovation, no? mm -hmm. which is ultimately thought that, that a machine or an AI delivers at this point. So I, I guess that one of the biggest trends that we will see is what is our ability to acquire new skills that sure. keep people employed through disruptions? And I think that there's an intersection between man and machine. And, and the key formula is how do we generate more value with all of those together. So uh, one of the things that I've been very passionate about is how companies and we as leaders need to change our talent strategies mm -hmm. to reflect that the skills and employment structures will require in the future. And, and, and this is a, a task that I don't see the companies doing by themselves. Actually, I guess that it's time to start collaborating with governments, educational institutes, because we really need to redesign the full system in where people will work in the future. I believe that in the future, retaining the human element while increasing the virtual world will be vital for, for the success. And I, I don't think that we're replacing people with technology. I think that the smart people would need to work smarter. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that we will require um, different uh, skills that um, we will need to manage this type of information. And one of the things that I've been practicing myself and, and some of the marketing people have, have known is automatization is not only AI or robots, it's also data. No? And I sure. think that we have, we have been using more and more data to help us targeting better our consumers. No? Data mm -hmm. management platforms is something that we're already using for media planning, and it's helping us to improve the precision of our targets. And you will still need people that work with this app.
algorithms that feeds information, that it's honestly optimizing and, and taking decisions. So certainly we need to create new jobs and responsibilities to get a hold of this future. And um, it's interesting because I, I just read... Um, some research around the skills that the kids nowadays will need to will need to start feeding mm -hmm. to do the jobs of tomorrow, and some of the jobs that we have today will not even exist in, in potentially 15 years. Now, so sure. I was just reading that as as of today, uh, potentially some skills that the that the kids need need to be very good at. It's complex problem solving, but in the future, potentially cognitive flexibility or emotional intelligence will be the priorities of these skills. Just to add. I, I'm, I'm really focused in, in, in some thinking, even from celebrities from the past. Charles Darwin once said, it's not the strongest species that survive or the most intelligent, but the ones most responsive to change. So sure. I, again, I think that uh, we will be complementary to, to the robots, AI and, and data and technology. Yeah, I was recently um, at the IGD Leaders Forum in London, and AI was one of the topics of discussion there, and they had a panel of different experts uh, within robotics and have written books on AI, etc., and they were saying that, uh, you know, the AI as a whole should be thought of as a tool, not necessarily as something that's going to come and take your job or take over the world, and they made a funny joke and said, no one's ever thought that Excel is going to take over the world, but it's just a tool to help us do our daily job better. And um, I think if you look at it in that way, it, it's true and it kind of backs up what you were saying as well. It's not necessarily going to be jobs that it's completely going to take over, but they will create tools to help us do our jobs better and more efficiently. Right, right. Yeah, I, I think that we just have to be open to the fact that certain skills will need to transform or certain sure. people will fit better in the future. And, and that's my point on we need to engage more than companies, governments, education, and the, the entire system to be ready for what will this mean in 10 to 15 years. Sure. It's exciting, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is exciting. And um, yes, I mean, uh, looking lastly, just to touch a bit on leadership, I know throughout your career you've had various leadership roles. Um, how have your 14 years at Mattel helped you to develop as a leader? Wow. As you know, I started my career at P&G. That's what I still consider my school. And, and mm -hmm. that's where I gained the foundational knowledge about leadership in, in a very highly driven to results and, and process-driven organization. But to be honest with you, in Mattel, though, is where I start to master and evolve my leadership skills, especially as you grow in the organization. Uh, for instance, the ability to motivate and influence the team takes a different proportion. And, and mm -hmm. I guess that this has uh, helped me to develop as, as Mattel has believed in me. During the last years, I took different roles across many international markets. I work local, regional organizations, multifunctionals. And this has molded me as the leader that I am today. So as, as of today, I guess that where, where I have developed the most is that my view, the key transformation happened with that mm -hmm. became more a motivational leader rather than directive, which is some type of the leadership that you start experiences when you start your career. Mm -hmm. and, and nowadays, uh, my development has involved the fact that now I'm able to set vision and, and, and bold vision to get a hold of, of a team. As we work more with millennials, millennials care, and, and they care about what 
kind of work they do, what the company is doing for themselves. And, and I feel that as a leader, we, we are responsible for setting always a clear vision mm-hmm. and help the members of, of the team to see themselves living in this vision. I, I guess that that's one of the, the biggest things that, that have changed. And of that transformation that happened to me, it started that a few years ago, is feeling more comfortable and secure in, in being authentic. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's interesting because that sounds like a trait, but I think that people want to work for people that is honest. And, mm-hmm. and lots of times in certain business, we as leaders tend to be very polished. Uh, we want to be super organized, super perfect, always have all the answers. And, and one of the things that I learned through, through my previous experiences, and especially in the face of change, which we live every day here, people much rather have someone saying where we're going, where we feel comfortable, where we don't feel comfortable, and, and also open to figure out together what are some responses. That's also part of the development. Um, also, Mattel has helped me to, to get some very big responsibilities and, and take big decisions. And another thing that, that I've developed is how to become an energy creator. Especially mm-hmm. when you're a leader, people see you walking through the aisles and, and you have an impact. In changing environments, as we live nowadays, they would like someone that fire them, that shares energy, that has a smile and feels excited about the future. So I think that that has helped me to bring the organization up and create that energy for, for a positive outcome. Sure. Well, Taryn, thank you so much for joining us today on the Career Success Podcast. Thank you, Lauren. It was a pleasure for being with you and with your audience. Great. And for anyone that has any questions or comments for Taryn or myself, please write them in the comments section below. 